Hello world. Welcome everyone to the best show of the week on the best day of the week, the Friday edition of Hello World. Today, by the way, we have a brand new co-host who is so awesome, Sweeky, who joins us um, on Fridays from now on. Sweeky, do you want to tell everyone about yourself? Sure. Hello, everyone. Super excited to join the show. I'm Sweeky. Um, I work in DevDiv in uh, the customer advisory team. Uh, so basically, uh, we focus a lot on client apps, you know, helping our customers do great stuff with Microsoft. Uh, so yeah, I tend to hang out with, you know, the mobile land, the Xamarin land, <clears throat> part of Matt's key, you know, so yeah. I see. That is awesome. So pretty much when a customer is mad or needs help, that's when they call you. 50% of the time. Other 50%, it's super nice. They're just like, we love your product. Help us, be, you know, do good stuff with it. So I love it. That is so fun. So you're very, very used to dealing with people who are on their learning journey and like doing the thing, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. By the way, speaking of learning journey, did you register for the Ability Summit yet? All I have not. Not, not Okay. Mm -hmm. So Ability Summit is the summit where we talk about all things inclusion in technology. So this is where we talk about the uh, reason we design for everyone in the world. So one billion plus people have a disability, a neurodivergence, or mental health concerns in some way or the other. A billion people is kind of a lot of people. So we need to make sure that we're, we're building products for all of these friends all over. Um, if you check out the agenda on um, the Ability Summit website, you can find the link here, here. So go register. Um, there's some amazing sessions. The speakers are like, yeah, okay, high profile, VP types, whatever. But some of the sessions are really cool. There's one that I have my eye on called the Science of Mental Health. So that one is all about how mental health is not just you feeling bad one day. It's a real thing. And there's a science behind why you feel a certain way on certain days and why um, taking medication or doing certain activities helps you move beyond that mode into a different mode. So there's actual science behind it. It's not just luck and chance. So I highly recommend everyone check it out. Whether you have a disability or not, I think you should check it out because you will learn a lot. I sure as heck did watching the rehearsals. That's awesome. That's super, super cool. Uh, wow. So I have some I have some cool news to share as well. So Hello. last week, last week uh, Microsoft announced that we have introduced our previews for Microsoft's version of OpenJDK. So mm -hmm. it's you know of the open source project that's OpenJDK, and you can, if you go to the blog and the links for it are in the show notes, or you can go down here, and uh, you can go and today download the preview bits for OpenJDK that's distributed from Microsoft. So that's pretty awesome, you know, Microsoft and Java. Who knew? Now we're, you know, who knew? Everyone is like, that's not possible. We're like, no, every day it's possible. Yeah. Um, by the way, for all you Java fans, we've got a ton of Java and Azure learning paths available on Microsoft Learn. And they've got a really great YouTube channel too. So this is all done by our advocacy team, amazing advocacy team. And send them feedback because they're always looking for new content that, that you need created for, your, for yourself and your learning journey. That's awesome. Um, We've got a crazy good show today, Swiki. Yeah, we do. It's packed. It's packed with awesome people. 
awesome people. So first up, we're going to have Rochelle Sonnenberg talking to one of our amazing MVPs, um, our amazing uh, RDs, Regional Director David Patrick, talking about mentorship of the next generation, which is fantastic. Um, Scott Hanselman is here with someone he found on TikTok, Leslie, in their File New Project segment. Then the fantastic Jen Looper is here with this new Azure Space Mystery, which is part three of the part of the Azure Mystery series that they've been working on. And then, of course, Chloe and Pablo are here with the Student Spotlight, sharing some like red hot, hot off the presses news around the Imagine Cup finals. And of course, uh, there's going to be a whole bunch of banter and fun in the middle. So oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you said Azure Space Mystery, space. and mm -hmm. I just remembered the NASA Ingenuity baby helicopter is on Mars and it's going to be doing its first flight this weekend. This weekend. So exciting. I'm very excited for the little baby helicopter to fly in Mars. That is adorable. Um, much more on the baby helicopter soon. But first up, we've got Rochelle and David talking about mentoring the next generation. Hey, Rochelle. Hello, it's wonderful to be here. Thank you so much, Donna. So I have our special guest, David Patrick, a five-year MVP, speaking about the next generation of women in tech. So tell me, David, how did you get started leading workshops for women in tech, for young women, I should say? Yeah, yeah, we, we targeted middle school girls uh, back five or six years ago. We know we wanted to do something with the community. We were already leading a bunch of user groups. I've been running user groups since .NET first came out in 2000. And, uh, but we said, you know, we want to change it up. We want to reach out to the local community. Why not uh, reach out to young women and get them interested, inspired in tech? We saw what Microsoft was doing with their DigiGirls program, and we were jealous. They were doing such a fantastic job and still are doing such a fantastic job with that. We did some research, and we found a local organization up in Philly called Tech Girls. And they provide these workshops that we were able to then turn around and deliver and do sort of after-school workshops to get girls interested in technology, STEM, all those you know, good tech topics. Wonderful. I and mean, why did you get involved in teaching these workshops? Well, obviously, we wanted to give back to the community. We we wanted to get, um, you know, we wanted to. It's, it's so rewarding when you give back to the community. It kind of energizes you and, and kind of gives you that, you know, uh, something you don't get during the day when you're working all day long on something. But additionally, uh, I had my own motives. My daughter, who was a sophomore at the time, I wanted to get her involved in tech and get her interested in tech. So. Um, I wanted to get her to to lead some of these workshops and become a role model and, and kind of gain you know learn from teaching what they say and you the best way to learn something is to teach i also wanted to get other colleagues involved and try to you know kind of build that community and my company was super supportive they were like hey let's do this my vp got involved my chief learning officer got involved my company went out and bought t-shirts that say tech girls and hats they even provided pizza and cookies at each workshop and so if you're going to offer me free pizza i'm all in that's amazing. And what was the feedback from these young women attending the workshop? It was really, really surprising. We thought that they would kind of view this as additional homework. They had already gone to school all day. And we were doing these face-to-face, -face, um, you know, after-school programs at the uh, local boys and girls clubs. Um, but instead of looking at it, you know, like, oh, man, what do we got to do? They were really into the tech. They really excited by building their own web shops. We taught them how to use Visual Studio Code. Um, 
the game, we did game design with a program called Kodu, which I didn't even know about. It was, you know, Microsoft makes this fantastic uh, game design studio where you can draw little characters, have them run around and learn to program from a graphical standpoint. So it was a hit. The speakers, my daughter was a hit. She she led the very first one and being as young as she was at the time, the middle school age girls really connected with her. Even the other uh, speakers, which are all women, by the way, my VP, you know, they all came in and the girls looked up to them. They were showing off their websites or, hey, see what this does, see what that, you know, see what I made here. They're really proud of what they did. They're always saying, when are you going to be back next? When are you going to be back next? We actually ended up having to expand our, we broke off in two different groups and we started doing multiple locations. So the, the feedback couldn't have been better. That's amazing. And tell me more about what was the benefit for you leading these workshops? So there were some unsurprising benefits. One, like I mentioned, I got, a, you know, I, I I was sort of in the background. I organized and I found people to do the speaking, but I kind of was like that fly on the wall. I got the pizza and I handed out the cookies, but the energy from the girls was infectious. They would sit there and they would ask these insightful questions. They would talk about copywriting their websites and monetizing it. They would talk, they would create websites on social injustice. So, you know, here I thought they were going to do, you know, the comic book collection because that's what I would do, but no, they were just really, I mean, they, again, uh, one of the, the, the bright spots is uh, we've been doing this for about five years now is a couple of girls called us up later and we heard through the grapevine that they attended a tech high school because of us. And now they're looking at a tech college because of what we did. So nothing's more rewarding that plus learning all the new technologies. Like I mentioned, I'd never heard of Kodu and now we're now I'm a game design Kodu expert. Microsoft Teams is another one that we brought to the rescue. We really uh, were able to use that and switch when we switched from face to face to virtual. That really saved the day for us. Wonderful. And quickly, what advice would you give to others interested in giving back to the community? You know, don't make the mistake we did. We started in 2015 researching, trying. We spent a year just trying to figure out what we wanted to do. We had that analysis paralysis. So don't be afraid to, to jump in, find a friend, team with other partners. We did that. We worked with Tech Girls and some other local companies. Start small. You don't have to lead and organize right away. You can just be a teaching assistant. Go out to techgirls.com or techgirls.org slash volunteer and find out about all the opportunities they have available. And as Donna likes to say, just do the thing, right? Come on. Amazing. Well, thank you so much, David. I'm sure our viewers, we're very grateful for this information. And back to you, Donna and Sweeky. Uh, definitely do the thing, but also Kodu, I just looked this up. This is so cool. I had no awesome. idea this exists. Like. Have we been under a rock or something? Sweetie, how do we not know about that? I don't know. I mean, there's Kodu, there's Make Code, there's a bunch yeah. of cool products in Microsoft to learn new things. Um, and talking of learning new things, we have our next episode from Scott Hanselman coming up. So here we have Scott Hanselman with five new projects. Hey friends, I'm Scott Hanselman, and we're here on File New Project. We're talking with Leslie Shing. I found you on TikTok where you're making tech more human. Uh, thanks for chatting with me today. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for inviting me. One of the things that I've noticed as I explore, uh, you know, young people, early in career people who are on TikTok and are content creators is I thought that you all were doing this to be influencers and get sponsorships. And, and on your TikTok, you're really humanizing tech. Did, did you plan to do that? Um, I don't know if I had a plan going into TikTok. I think I had TikTok, like the app for a long time, and I was just a spectator or a viewer and I was enjoying the content that I was seeing. And I think a couple months ago, I was starting to see just a couple of tech TikToks trickle into my For You page. And I was like, oh, this is interesting because it's incredibly relatable. And it's also 
uh, captivating in just like the short nature of TikToks and it's extremely accessible. Uh, just the nature of the For You page, it presents people with content that uh, they don't necessarily subscribe to. Um, and I think after watching a couple of those initial tech talk uh, TikTokers, mm -hmm. <laughs> I was like, you know, I, I hope I can be relatable in some ways and I have some experience in, in, you know, certain areas in tech that I think would be useful to share. And I think my kind of motto going into producing TikToks was just imagining myself a couple of years ago when I was getting started, thinking what I would have wanted to see and what would have helped me along the way. And the lessons that I took, you know, maybe way too long to learn. Um, hopefully if I can share that with, with a couple people, a couple hundred people, um, and yeah, help them on their, their paths. It seems like there's a um, a regular theme of sending the ladder back down. You're you're basically talking to your past self and saying, "Here's a thing you should have known. It would have saved you so much time." Yeah, absolutely. I think um, my path in tech was, I would say, pretty unique and extremely nonlinear. I started off in tech just absolutely accidentally. I was trying to take, I think, an art course or a dance course in the 10th grade, and they accidentally put me into computer science. <laughs> I was super upset <laughs> and talking to my guidance counselor, and we couldn't figure anything out. And within, so I was, you know, dreading going into that course. But within the first couple of weeks, I was just hooked. I, you know, I fell in love with it. It was intro to Python. And then from there, it kind of snowballed. I took other courses in high school, went to a bunch of hackathons, tried to, you know, get into the tech community. And that's what informed my university program um, that I'm studying at the moment. Um, but yeah, I think that path starting from, you know, the 10th grade to now, I'm almost 22. It has been very, yeah, nonlinear, super sporadic in the sense that I maybe started out at a certain place and I had to kind of retrace my steps, go back to the beginning, learn some more basics, and then start again. And I think back often and I think, you know, I could have saved a lot of time <laughs> in certain areas. And I, yeah, I just hope that, you know, other younger people starting off in their tech careers can learn from those, I guess you could say, mistakes. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, get a faster start. Some of your uh, videos are really uh, amazing. You did one that was on um, uh, like how a website works, and then you did one on libraries and frameworks. You have like animations, like you're putting some work in. Like my TikTok is mostly just me jabbering while I walk to the mailbox. How do you balance making one really intricate and complicated versus it just being you talking at the camera? Yeah, absolutely. So I think the first kind of tech informational, the explaining a topic in 60 seconds um, TikTok, it was inspired by a workshop I, I recently held. Um, I did an introduction to React plus React Hooks workshop at a hackathon um, just a couple months ago. And I already had produced the assets. I created this like elaborate uh, slideshow with these hand-drawn animations and et cetera. And I thought it would be such a waste, you know, if I just used this one time. <laughs> so I decided to kind of like cut the frames down, make them fit the size of a, a phone and turn my long presentation into like a short 60 second video on like explaining how websites work. And I think that momentum, getting the positive feedback, seeing people say like, wow, like my mom could have understood this or like this was super helpful. That was extremely expiring and kind of like started this chain of doing these tech informational uh, TikToks, which I really enjoy producing. Um, but yeah, as you mentioned, those do take a long time. <laughs> so I kind of like to throw in a couple more um, casual TikToks in between. Fantastic. Thanks for chatting with me. You can check out Leslie Shing at Leslie XIN on TikTok, and hopefully we'll see great things from you in the future.
Thanks. Yeah. Thanks so much, Scott. That was so great. I can totally get into this, but also here's a challenge. Tech talk, tick tock. Say that five times. Tech talk, tick tock, tech talk, tick tock. Sweetie, there's just no way I can say I can I can't say that five times, nor can I do a code tech talk. I've tried so much and it takes me, I'm not even kidding, 37 minutes to explain like the most basic concept. So I like it. It's snack size, snack sized tech tech bites. I think really well. Maybe next week you're gonna do a code talk for our intro. Thinking. Um, speaking of people who are awesome, next up, we've got the incredible Jen Looper, who's going to share this project, Swiggy, you're going to freak the heck out, Azure Space Mystery. Jen, Jen, you're here. Hi. Hi. I'm Hi. so excited Hi. to be here. Thank you for, you know, bringing me on to talk about the Azure Space Mystery. It was nice. A, yeah, it's an online game that you can still play. Okay, that is so cool. So tell us tell us the why. Why did you create this project? I know this is the trifecta of the mystery series that you all have been working on. Right. So we've um, this is the third in our mystery editions. So um, we created the, the first one was the Azure Mystery Mansion, which is a spooky experience mm -hmm. where you're wandering through a mansion. The second one was the extremely educational Azure Maya Mystery, which lasted for three months, and it was you're wandering through a pyramid and you're trying to find you're talking to the goddess who um, who, who rules the pyramid. Um, and this one is the Azure Space Mystery because we were approached by the European PMs who said we want a mystery, but for Europe, and we thought well. Why don't we focus on space because that's awesome talk about the women scientists of europe and release it for the international day of women and girls in science which is on february 11th so that's what we did that is so cool so who is the target audience for this we know european people is it early <laughs> career later career any part of the career it's really everybody <laughs> so spoiler alert so but anyone who's interested in playing a fun kind of choose your own adventure click through game and um the wandering through um, um through space as the captain so let me just give you a little demo of how yeah. it looks and you can see if this would be for you mm -hmm. so here you are the captain of the ship you're in day 435 you're ready to go home but oh no you get an alert and you're told you can either save the iss or return to earth so spoiler alert do not return to earth because you're um, going to get court-martialed for disobeying orders go Go ahead and try to save the Interna International Space Station. And you can have the choice of taking on one of these four missions. And I'm going to go ahead and press the red button, which is lighting up in my console. And here I'm sent on Mission Soho. So here I'm, I'm, I'm flying through some, uh, looks like a meteor shower, and um, I hear a voice behind me. So you click turn around and you meet the ghost of Mary Somerville. So what we wanted to do in these games is to introduce to the um, audience. So we, I'm, on the, I'm an educational cloud advocate. We're always sneaking in something educational here, right? So um, the ghost of Mary Somerville, who is a famous European scientist, um, she is gonna help us by, uh, and maybe we can share the screen again. Yeah, she's gonna help us to collect some rocks so that we can, um, and we need to get ready for a spacewalk to collect those rocks. So here we, we need to get into the locker where we're, our spacesuit is so that we can go on a spacewalk and collect those rocks. And we're suddenly a sticky note floats by. Well, here's where the scavenger hunt starts. So you're gonna be um, clicking on this clue and it's gonna send you to somewhere in Microsoft Learn where you're gonna find the answer to this to this clue. What's the name of the pre-trained model used to identify space rocks using machine learning? So sneaky educational moment here. You can also take this awesome learn module and uh, build a neural network to classify space rocks. So it all kind of you know comes together. 
you enter the code. I'm not going to put it in because that would be a spoiler alert. And then you're um, able to finish that part of your mission. So you're going to do four missions. And at the end, you're going to be able to gather a um, an NFT, which is a non-fungible token for all the kids out there. Uh, very fashionable and popular. And it's a space badger. So uh, because we have NFTs, this game kind of took off pretty rapidly. It was a pretty exciting moment. Well, I just finally heard NFTs used in like an actual way. And, you know, that's, that is so cool. I love this. This is amazing. I bet this has been just wildly popular again. Uh, yeah, it got pretty popular and people were really um, going after those um, those tokens. Um, I just took a look at the stats and we've had 9,300 people play the game since we launched on February 11th. So we decided to leave it up and um, it'll be interesting to see, you know, what our next mystery experience will be. I have an idea what it is, but I'm not going to tell you because that would be a secret. <laughs> Very mysterious mystery experience. Sweetie, are you obsessed with this right now? Uh, I don't know if you noticed, but I've already been blocking out my calendar. Uh, I'm pretty sure my manager's watching, so I'm actually going to be busy the rest of the day saving our International Space Station. Very important mission. Very important mission, yes. Don't let that thing blow apart, please. <laughs> no. I love it. Puzzles, yes. Mm -hmm. yeah. Dear Sweetie's manager, good luck with Friday, because she is totally going to be doing the space station thing. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And talking about inspiring projects for students, coming up next, we have... You know, let's welcome them. We have Chloe and Pablo in our student spotlight segment. Hello, hello. It looks like you're learning about Imagine Cup. How can I help? I'm here today for the student segment to talk with Pablo, who is sort of our master of ceremonies for the Imagine Cup. Welcome, Pablo. Hello. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. Now, we've talked a little bit about the Imagine Cup on Hello World before, but for any newbies to the Imagine Cup, can you tell us a little bit about what the Imagine Cup is? Well, of course, the Imagine Cup is our global student developer competition where student innovators tackle, use their passion and purpose to tackle social issues with tech. So they are looking at the world around them, seeing problems that they want to solve, and they use tech to do it, and they bring it to our global stage. Amazing. And it has been a long journey to the Imagine Cup. We've been talking about it a lot on the show. I know there's several different rounds in different countries. Can you tell us a little bit about the uh, journey to Imagine Cup thus far? Absolutely. Well, this is actually our 19th year of the Imagine Cup, and we've had millions of students from across the globe participate. This year, we've had students from over 160 countries join in the Imagine Cup. It's just been amazing. And with those students, they submit to their local or online uh, semifinals, and they are chosen to move on to the World Finals. This year, we had 40 teams come to our World Finals. From those 40 teams, we've narrowed it down to the four teams in our categories. Those categories are Earth, Education, Health, and Lifestyle. And those four teams will then uh, compete at the World Championship coming up here at Build in May um, for $75,000 in cash, a mentorship, mentorship session with our CEO, Satya Nadella, and of course, to bring home the Imagine Cup. Okay, so there's not a lot of things that would make me want to go back to school, like back to high school, back to college, but I think I may have to go pretend that I'm a student to participate in this because it's so cool. <laughs> Absolutely. So who are our finalists this year? Well, they're super inspiring. Uh, you know, it's been a very strange year for everybody. Um, you know, our competition for the first time was fully remote this year and, uh, or fully virtual, I should say. And, but it's brought up a lot of new and innovative ideas that these students have had because of the pandemic. Really fascinating stuff. Um, our first uh, world champion team is ProTag from New Zealand and they're competing in the earth category. 
And they brought uh, an IoT device that attaches to a cow's ear that tracks them when they walk around the farm. It tracks when they eat, tracks their movements. They can actually see if the cow is sick. Um, they use machine learning and artificial intelligence to essentially take the data that's coming from that uh, tag to to find out different things about the cows and their farm. And they're bringing it to all the farms across New Zealand. It makes it more accessible. You don't have to run out and see how the cows are doing. You can do it from the comfort of your home as we have this aging farmer population across the globe. So really, really fascinating project. And I was a judge for that team. And let me tell you, there is nothing cuter than a simulated cow, especially <laughs> since we're stuck inside. I haven't seen a cow for a while. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Simu cows. <laughs> exactly. And then we have hands-on labs in the education category. Yeah, hands-on labs uh, is in the United States. And they saw a big problem during the pandemic of not being able to access their, their lab at their school. And not only for them during the pandemic, but also across the globe, there's so many students that just don't have access to really uh, uh, you know, high-tech labs. And so they decided to come up with uh, a solution to that. So this also uses uh, IoT, um, essentially takes commands remotely and sends them to the lab so that uh, students can actually experiment remotely uh, from home or from wherever they ha happen to be and use this like, really uh, amazing equipment that they wouldn't have access to otherwise. So very accessible for students across the globe and very uh, topical during the pandemic where they, they themselves couldn't access their labs to do the work they wanted to do. Making education accessible, I love it. And how about our healthcare category winner? So yeah, the healthcare winner is from Kenya. They're Team Rueba. Um, and they saw a problem with uh, access to healthcare for uh, women that are pregnant and also that have babies. Um, so the babies, yeah, they have to go long distances to access healthcare to monitor the health of their baby. They created an IoT device that takes measurements. They can actually take pictures of the skin to look for skin conditions and puts that all online for doctors to be able to do telehealth across the globe. Very low cost device for them. Really cool stuff. Oh my gosh, amazing. And how about 3 Tech? So 3 Tech is our team from Thailand and they created this amazing uh, AI powered uh, virtual avatar that will do sign language for online videos, whether it be on YouTube or any other uh, channel. Um, it takes the text, converts it to uh, essentially the motions for sign language and then puts that virtual avatar on the screen so folks that are native, their only native language sign language can understand the video. This is incredible. These students are building the the products of tomorrow that are going to make education, healthcare, oh my gosh, all these things more accessible. Where can people check out the final finals? Or it's the championship, I guess. Yeah, the championship. It will be billed uh, at Microsoft Build in May. So it's between uh, May 25th through 27th. But you can always go to imaginecup.com to find out more. Amazing. I will be tuning in. I'll have my popcorn, rooting for my teams. I'm I'm so, so excited. Thanks for sharing with us, Pablo. And you have me. Back to you, Sweetie and Donna. Oh my gosh, I'm freaking out because the um, avatar sign language people, we should have them on the show. We sh they should be doing our sign language work. They should be doing the sign language for all our conferences where we don't have a an interpreter. Amazing. Right? That's amazing stuff. I know. Yeah. These so students are building the future. <laughs> they really are building the future. Hey, David and Rochelle, please come back because your students, the students that you're coaching, the young people you're coaching are also building the future with all of the stuff you're teaching them, right? Yeah, they're giving us a bunch of great ideas and we'll have to go look into some of that technology. Maybe we'll come up with some uh, more workshops, something, some more hands-on where they can actually uh, take apart computers because they love that kind of stuff. 
Exactly, exactly. Makers at heart. So can you remind us again where people can go to sign up to be a mentor or to learn more about the program? Yeah, absolutely. So techgirls.org slash volunteer has all the information about how to get started, the workshops that are available to deliver and how you can, you know, sign up for current events. I love that. And Jen, you too spoke about mentoring and growing the next generation of technologists with the Azure Space Mystery. Yeah. And Diff thank you. A different way of mentoring, but um, it's all, you know, a great way to kind of um, learn new things in a fun and engaging way. So if you want to visit the Space Mystery, go to AKAMS Azure Space Mystery. Yep. And then Chloe and Pablo, of course, we're talking about how the next generation are legitly changing the world with their tech skills. It's Can so you believe these kids? They're going to be our bosses. I, I can't get over it. Every time I watch these Imagine Cup kids, they, they just blow me away. It shows their... There isn't a problem that can't be solved, and they want to take technology and really make the world a, a better place. So it's very inspiring. It's so much and you better. You can join than, us. Yeah, it's so much better than you know how adults are using technology, which is like Uber for fresh fruit and other dumb things. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. So, Pablo, where right. can people read more about the students or learn more about these teams? Absolutely. Uh, go to ImagineCup.com, and you can find out more about these four teams and about the journey to the World Championship. I love that. But be awesome. careful, you'll get very emotionally invested, like I have. <laughs> I'm, I'm, already, I'm already invested in all of our segments from today. Mm -hmm. Our theme, you know, next generation, I'm going to go play the Azure Space Mystery. Mm -hmm. I'm going to up on all the Imagine Cup projects. Ah, oh, so much inspiration all mm -hmm. around us. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go check out the Kodu thing. And I'm going to look up this little helicopter thing this week. He's talking about. Oh, my God. Yes. Yes. Everyone, please don't forget. So, Ingenuity, the little helicopter on Mars is on Mars. It's got a little propeller. It's been testing it. It's all good. It's going to do its first maiden flight this weekend. So, you know, let's all together, let's all send it some good vibes, some good luck. So, I suggest we all just do a bit of this. <laughs> Go, little helicopter, go! Yay. You can do it. Yes. yes. Watch out, baby shark. Here comes baby helicopter. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, gosh. yeah. That is hilarious. That is hilarious. Okay, so next up, don't go anywhere. If you thought this is fun, stay tuned. They're not as fun as us, but almost. Um, it's Azure Cognitive Services, uh, exploring the Azure Playground. So stay tuned for that and come back next Friday to see Friday's cast of Hello World, See you then. Bye. Bye, Bye everyone. <laughs>